on last week's Irrevelations. With slaves like this, golly. So Saul is the king of all of Israel, but he's still doing like farming and shit? We're not denying that he's all-powerful. He kills us all the time. Say what you want about fascism, but it works. You haven't kept the lo- the commandment the Lord gave you, which bullshit. When did he say this? Lives are at stake, Samuel. You don't care enough to show up on time, you piece of shit. Where God is the abusive stepdad, Saul is the cool stepdad. The Philistines, just like a certain someone I know, decides he's going to disarm the Jews. Before we turn to the word, I would like to say that I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. Well, I got to say, I was excited until I read this article. Okay. Uh, CNN.com. This is in the opinion section, so there's still a chance, okay. at least. <laughs> but this opinion piece says george zimmerman's lawsuit doesn't stand a chance <laughs> so, oh. that sucks well cnn says so uh i don't know if it doesn't stand a chance i don't know how i feel about i mean i think you know i i lived in orlando when that happened and i remember Damn. when the initial yeah. came out they're like white guy shoots unarmed black kid holding skittles and yeah. uh, they f- and he just they didn't mention away. the Arizona tea. Yeah, they didn't even mention the Arizona tea. <laughs> uh, that was a confusing time. So, uh, so yeah. And then they're like, uh, you know, white man kills black unarmed teen walking around his neighborhood. I was like, oh boy, they better get him. And then he just was free. He was just like out. And they're like, and the cops let him go. Like, oh, the entire city's oh, a shit. cursed racist cesspool. And then it is actually yeah, no. probably. <laughs> um, uh, and then they finally arrested him, and they came out, and like I was like, I, 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 um, I was an EMT at the time, and I was like, fuck yeah, they finally got him. It was like at a nursing home, and all the old women were like, they got him, they got him, justice is finally going to get served. <laughs> and then when... The old... Wait, 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 The old ladies were really... Come on. I, I'm telling you, it unified the city. Uh, there was That's only weird. one guy in my work that was like pro-Zimmerman, and we all thought he sucked. You know, he well, was like, yeah, he just like, he would, if he's, if he was pro Zimmerman before he's like, everything came he's like, you gotta stand, he's, he's like, you gotta stand your ground. You know, he has every right to, <laughs> you have to, you have to chase our black teams through your neighborhood you gotta get and them. then stand your ground, yeah, then stand your ground. <laughs> when they turn on you. And then I guess just when all the facts of the case came out, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I, I can believe from watching the trial that George Zimmerman chased down the kid. Yeah, I can believe uh, Trayvon Martin. That's, I, that wasn't even disputed, was it? No, no. didn't he do? I can believe like, Trayvon Martin he attacked. He, he him. wasn't just standing out there. Yeah, yeah. I can believe Trayvon Martin attacked him, and I can believe that in the attack, George Zimmerman pulled his gun and shot him. Uh, well, that's why fucking idiots shouldn't be walking around with guns. But. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. It was one of those things where Definitely. it was like it was one of those things where I was like, yeah. Definitely, he instigated that encounter. Definitely, Trayvon Martin would still be alive if he had just stayed in his car. 
definitely Trayvon Martin didn't deserve to die. Definitely was just walking around his own fucking neighborhood, you know, and definitely George Zimmerman's a piece of shit. But if you're getting the shit kicked out of you... I don't know. You yeah, have a right you're to defend at, if yourself. You're, you know, I, I could understand the verdict, even though I fucking. If you're the it. kind of person that's starting fights like that for no reason, you shouldn't carry a gun. Well, because according to that's not, according, that's not what guns are for. I, I, I think according <laughs> to, I can't remember Ra- Raquel Gentel, the the whatever girlfriend. I don't know. If she was a girlfriend. Yeah. The, I don't know. Whatever. The, the the chick that he was talking to on the phone at the time, according to her and her testimony, he kind of was like, "All right, I'm about to go fuck this guy up a little bit." You know, it it, it definitely yeah. sounded like Trayvon Martin retaliated, and according to her, like uh, Trayvon Martin hid. I, I might be misremembering. It's been a minute, but the the, the story was like yeah. he knew Trayvon Martin knew George Zimmerman was chasing him, and Trayvon Martin hid, circled back around, and confronted George Zimmerman. And caught George Zimmerman by surprise. Yeah, that's a bad idea, too. And then George Zimmerman, uh, doing the worst thing you can do, what are you doing here, boy? And then that kind of, I guess it escalated from there. Um, But I don't know. It it was kind of ridiculous. I mean, that's the... Those are the kind of people that really shouldn't have guns. The way, what he was like, he's basically uh, Seth Rogen's character from Observant Report. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Like, I, he's got this fucking boner for eventually shooting someone. And he's going to make it come Yeah, true. I think that was pretty you know? much well stated during the case that he was this fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. wannabe cop piece of shit uh, <clears throat> uh, masturbating to photos of, like, a badge. And, then, um, yeah. and was just – it was going to happen. But um, yeah. at the same time – But now yeah, he's trying to sue them for $100 million. Yeah, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> like, I remember when George Zimmerman when, – when, when he got not guilty for – wasn't, like, first-degree murder. It was some crazy fucking uh, overreach – it was yeah. like, yeah, he premeditated. And then I was watching like all these conspiracy theorists. Like, here's what I think happened. I think George Zimmerman like knocked him unconscious and then shot him in the stomach and then propped him over his body. I'm like, what the fuck is all crazy shit? Yeah, that's uh, let's look at the fucking Trayvon Martin. He doesn't seem that smart. But um, yeah, <laughs> and then he poisoned himself and then punched himself in the face. I was like, yeah. But it, it was just kind of ridiculous. It was kind of ridiculous that all the photos they show of him as like 12 years old and he's just this. Yeah. Obviously, it was, it was, it was a bunch of misinformation all across the board. I can see where everyone gets their fucking stance. Like, why everyone has such drastically different opinions of it and shit. But yeah. uh, no, when it no. happened, I was like... Uh, it just sucks. And then it was like, I was like, what's this fat Mexican doing shooting this black kid? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I haven't even read the merits of his... Basically, he was saying that like they tried to like witness tampering and shit. Well, it says Zimmerman claims he was the victim of a conspiracy, which that's a lot because it's like, I mean, are they working behind the scenes? It's all pretty out in the open. I don't know how you can be conspiracy to be charged for a crime that you were then uh, exonerated from, uh, you know, like, oh, they conspired against me to for this thing that I wasn't fucking uh, guilty of. Yeah, clearly there's no quid pro quo here. Uh, let's see. I, I remember. I remember afterwards, he like rescued a guy from a car that had toppled over. I mean, rescue is a strong word, but everyone's like, "Yep, he's the one we need, the silent protector." See, George Zimmerman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then he went back in the other. Direction. Yeah. Then he just started going fucking crazy, like uh, trying. Wasn't to... he auctioning the gun off or some really? He like, is fucking, fucking nuts. I mean, it, I, I guess my point is that my 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 my. my 
experience with Zimmerman was at the time I was like, good, they got him. And then I saw the trial and I was like, all right, well, yeah, he sucks, but I can see where legally there's not much they can do to him. And then afterwards he was like, yeah, and I'll shoot him again. I was like, all right, I wish they had gotten him now. I wish. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck is this guy's problem? You know, he's like, I'm going to make a cake with a picture of his face and I'm going to just sprinkle Skittles over and then shoot the fuck out of that cake. I was like, God damn, man, you're, you're You're fucking nuts, bro. Like the fuck is wrong with you, man? But, yeah, I think that that speaks a lot to his character and what may have been going on that night. But you know? I, 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 I really do. We'll I, I really hate the whole fucking thing. I hate that people think that Zimmerman's that- like a fucking. They're like, this is why we can't have stand. There was all this like um, advertisement against stand your ground laws and castle doctrine when he didn't even invoke that right. He was just simple self defense. I mean, if you're getting the shit kicked out of you, I don't care where you are. You can be in any state in the country. If someone's beating the shit out of you, yeah, you can defend yourself. You know. Uh, yeah, I guess. I but if I, like, go into someone's house and they start beating me up, I can't shoot Yeah, them. but if you're in a public place and, true, you know, true, like, if, if you and I were at a park and there was I still think, a guy okay, I shouldn't dick and we shoved him and then he shoved us and then we got in a fist fight. I mean, it's a little bit muddier than, you know, I don't think. My, my thing is that I don't see why there's not a law that's outside of this simple self-defense or murder. Like, there should be a law about, okay, you want to have guns? Fine. But using them recklessly, even though you were, you know, protecting yourself, putting yourself in that situation with a gun, there should be like a separate system to deal with that, where maybe your gun rights are revoked or something. I mean, there is. I think if you follow Castle Law, I mean, like there was that instance where that guy was like, they were playing loud music at the gas station and I felt threatened. So I shot up the whole truck. Everyone was like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he went to jail forever. Uh, I I know. I know. I'm saying I'm saying he he shouldn't necessarily have gotten. Uh, first screen murder, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Really I, I mean, that was like that. when they gave uh, like, Orlando just fucking sucks. Like I remember when they, uh, even though that was, I think that was Sanford, but uh, which is basically Orlando. But I remember yeah. when um, it was like the same thing with Casey Anthony. It was like first degree murder, premeditated. And I was like, uh, you're who the fuck is making these calls? Yeah. Like why did they why did they go for that in the first place? Yeah, like maybe it yeah, was a bit kind of shot themselves. In know, the foot. I, I don't know what. Honestly, I don't know what you could have even charged George Zimmerman with that would have stuck. I mean, it was kind of a, it was a muddy fucking piece of shit, but again, it it, it was basically simple self-defense. I remember at the end of that trial when it looked like the prosecutors just had no fucking clue. They just started throwing everything at the wall. They're like, and like at one point they tried to charge him with um, child abuse. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like, I think that counts. Maybe we could get him for that. You know, like a reckless discharge of a firearm, you know, like, well, maybe he had a drink beforehand or something, you know, like it was some fucking stupid shit. Like, I think they just knew they couldn't get him. And they're just like, all right, well, we're going to charge you with like 30 fucking crimes and we'll see which, which sticks. And then none of it. Well, that's probably what the lawsuit's about. Yeah. Then. I don't know. It was a bit. It, it, it definitely seemed like uh, the prosecution felt some political motivation to just try to get him for anything, just because of the pressure, you know. But uh, I don't know. Is is muddy? Is fucking shit? And and, right, well, and, and now that he's an you. old ass man, I'm like, God, I just wish someone would. I wish he would. I just wish he would fucking OJ himself or something. And just like, like be like, oh, someone stole that gun that killed Trayvon. I gotta go break it and get it. They like get him for like thirty years. <laughs> Jesus. I think that'd be funny. Here's a question, right? For you, as an Orlandite, right? Orlandian, Orlandian. You know what? The, Orlandian. Yeah. All right. You know, how there's the tests uh, sometimes where there's two columns and you got to match the words up in the one column with the words on there. You got to draw the line. All right. All right. On the left side column, there's Walt Disney World, Islands of Adventure, 
and Universal Studios, okay. right? Three parks. Right. On the right side, there's George Zimmerman, Casey Anthony, and Paul Smith. <laughs> which one's which? How do they all <laughs> um, uh, Fuck. Uh, <laughs> what was the three on the left? <laughs> Walt Disney World, Islands of Adventure. Let's say, let's put Universal together. Because yeah. we did like with Disney World. World. What's the third one? Yeah, SeaWorld. I don't know why, but SeaWorld <laughs> is definitely Pulse Nightclub. I don't yeah, because <laughs> they're... That is, <laughs> the other two is a wash. That's the worst know, one. Uh, I think I think uh, for, uh, between that's the that's the new holy trinity of Orlando. I think I think George Zimmerman, Casey Anthony, and Pulse Pulse nightclub's the only one where I think we can all agree that uh, that sucked. Just yeah, that was just. No I think we can agree Casey Anthony sucks. I too. don't know. I mean, I'm, I, possibly on camera kid, later this having, year. <laughs> having kids is pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I, I don't even have them, and I kind of get it. I see a lot of people yelling at their kids at Walmart, and I go, I get it. I get the fucking, you know. Yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. that from here. Well, if you go to Walmart, you're going to see a lot of keys Anthony the, types yeah, anyway. Give me the formaldehyde <laughs> and the bag. This is bad. This is bad audio. This is terrible. <laughs> I know. Our, our opinions are terrible. We're going to get so, we're gonna get in so much trouble for this one. We're stupid people. Let's oh, just get into it. Welcome to the Revelations podcast. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. We're the... It's hard to tell because it seems like all we have is horrible takes, but we also read the Bible, <laughs> which, I don't know. which itself is kind of just one yeah, big bad yeah, take. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, I'm Grant of Voice. Not that I should be sharing that information at this I'm point. I'm Kolduluski. Yeah. And uh, we're on episode 63. 63. That's seven times nine. Uh-huh. Oh, as always, just... just I didn't do it last week. miss. No, we, we said 62, uh, whatever. Anyway. Um, anyway. But, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, we're continuing the book of Samuel. Uh, First, speaking of Samuel. people who had uh, trumped up charges and were falsely accused, <laughs> let's get to. <laughs> <laughs> Although, yeah, you are right about. Let's get to Saul. The Bible part uh, a, 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 a Saul, a uh, a Mesopotamian era Zimmerman. So, oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> I actually we tied it. We tied it. We did it. No, we made it relevant. I don't like Let's it. Do it. <laughs> I don't like it though because I actually like Saw. <laughs> God, I heard that. Oh, uh, not to get right back into there, but I heard he was like giving out autographed skittles, and I was like, "Why oh, is this God. guy still what? alive?" Like, yeah. yeah, man, Jesus Christ. No one's. Well, you know, here's the thing, and uh, oddly enough, as excellent a. Um, Justification for two A. You you ask yourself why is George Zimmerman alive? Because he's armed to the fucking teeth. You know, as yeah, much as anyone so. would like to punch him in the face, you'll know what'll happen. That's true. Uh, you could take him out though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. High power. A couple I blocks mean, away. I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would. I would. I wouldn't take him in a parking lot. I would definitely <laughs> just like scope out his house. And then when he goes okay, to walk his dog, you know that I'm there. We know how litigious he is. Do you really <laughs> want to get sued by him? For threats. I would, I would fucking wrap a bunch of kids around it. God damn it. You can't say this shit. Anyway, oh, so no. Saul, Samuel 14. What's the first Samuel 14? Oh, sweet God. Okay. Yeah. So this in my Bible is called uh, Jonathan Attacks the Philistines. Oh, nice. Um, right? That's so, exciting. To recap, uh, Saul has pissed off God somehow because he gave an offering that God didn't like that one time, you know? And they don't have any well, weapons gave it, except for... He was supposed to wait for Samuel. He was supposed to wait for Samuel, yeah, but Samuel sucks. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to continue yes. hating on Samuel. He sucks. Th- yes, this book is about a fucking asshole uh, who's surrounded by assholes. But um, yeah. 
With a gay Samuel name. has a son named Jonathan. And uh, for some reason, Samuel and Jonathan, uh, again, another argument against the 2A. Of course, it's only the rich liberal elite that have guns. Okay, okay, good, good, good. good <laughs> Let's just okay, do this sure. whole fucking episode. Please, uh, please somehow, everyone's disarmed except for the one rich guy. Hmm. But uh, yeah. Saul and Jonathan are the only peeps with weapons. And uh, that's how we lead into uh, Samuel 14. Um, so basically, to start off, uh, Jonathan, Samuel's or Saul's boy, uh, just takes his. Which we didn't know until now. Yeah. This is the first mention. Yeah. No, it's. it's um, I thought it was mentioned nope. in 13. It was kind of, Yeah, because nope. like uh, 13, 16, Saul, Jonathan, his son. And, you know, so it's been. Oh, God damn yeah, it. I know, you fucking okay, dude. I didn't read the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the end of 13, but they definitely did that. Um, but anyway. Uh, Jonathan just takes his armor bearer who, maybe they're friends. I don't know what their deal is, but this is a good armor bearer. I think they're lovers. I think so too. There's this, uh, there's this subreddit. I think it's called Sappho and friends. I think people should check it out, but it's entirely about like uh, gay and bisexual erasure in like media. So it'll it'll just be like two dudes kissing. It's like Robert and his best friend Carmichael. And it's just two guys like this. Like, no, those guys are fucking gay. It's like it it tells a story for it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just like the media being like, and then these two best buds, I'm like, they're handling each other's dicks. And they're like two best friends. (laughs) So uh, Jonathan and his best friend, the arbor, are uh, just talking to each other. Like, you know what, man? I know it's just the two of us, but let's go over to the Philistines garrison that is on the other side of the river, the rocks, whatever. I don't know. It just says on the other side. But let's not tell my dad. Okay. This is a horrible idea, right? Like, how old do you think Jonathan is here? It doesn't really say, but he's got to be a young man. Got to be. Probably 18. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think and- I think the understanding would be that Saul's in his 30s now at his latest. Sure. It, it kind mean, of established that Jonathan in the last is a, Jonathan's a warrior already. Yeah, but at 15. I mean, he has an armor bearer. Okay, I mean, he's 15. Yeah, you know. So Watch enough I true crime, a 15-year-old can kill. He's probably watched a lot of true crime. Yeah, You're probably. Right. <laughs> That's what they he's did. He's just been sharpening a stake. Yeah. So, his mom. Well, he has a sword, unlike yeah, the rest of them, remember? Yeah, right. So he's the only person in the army with a sword, so he's like, I should use this. I would feel kind of weird if I'm 25 years old, ripped. And I've got a sharpened stick, and there's a 15 year old boy with an actual metal sword. I'm like, why the fuck? Obviously, just like chopping a rock with it. You're <laughs> like, like you're kind of fucking. Damn it! You're denting the blade, yeah, idiot. Um, so I get it. Uh, Jonathan is the son of the king. He's got a lot to prove, right? You know, <clears throat> it's like the preacher's kid, right? Uh, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so we can assume uh, he's just a little shit. He's got this be. is this is kind of a rough analogy, but when I was in firefighter school. Uh, doing wildland firefighting. Uh, I happened to be uh, in a group up. with the son of like the chief of fire and okay. all the chief, of like fire. whatever the, the chief of the fire, like, like the head firefighter <laughs> okay, guy, his son it. was training That's just with a funny me. way to yeah, say it. I don't know what the fuck you call him. Fire chief. I don't know. <laughs> the Lord of war, <laughs> the Lord of fire. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, all we had to do was like, it was just a test, like just a, like a certification test. Like all we had to do was walk through a forest with a fucking pot of fire and light a little line of fire. And we do it. And then he's looking back and he sees there's like a gap. And he's like, mm, I bet yeah. we could get in there and light another fire. I was like, well, you see how there's fire on both sides of that lane? Like there's really no reason for us to just walk through a lit forest on fire to put more fire down. He's like, no, 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 we can do this. I was like, all right, I, I get that you're the, 
I get you're the chief's son, but this is fucking dangerous. She's like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. I was like, oh, I guess I'm your partner. Let's do it. You know. So you're the you're the armor. Bearer. I'm the armor bearer. Just be like, I don't. Okay. I get that because you're daddy's boy. You think this is a, a smart play, but I mean, I, I guess I'll go with you. That's how I feel about. It. it does suck to be the armor bearer here. Yeah, that's not talked about enough. I would imagine in in church, right? <laughs> you don't hear these are the takes you don't get in church. The, they don't talk. They don't tell you about George Zimmerman. Well, my parents' church probably does. <laughs> tells you about. There's how probably awesome a fucking uh, stained glass. <laughs> <laughs> St. George. St. George and the dragon. St. George of Sanford. They're like, oh, yeah, this no. is a fucking guy. Uh, anyway. Jesus. There probably is. But the point is, um, this armor bearer, I would imagine, is probably a veteran, right? So you're Saul. You got to appoint an armor bearer to your son. You want him to be protected. Right. So you got this bad. I'm picturing like, uh, you know, Clint Eastwood type. Strong, silent. Ruggedly handsome. I was Liam Neeson. Uh, yeah, we're on it. We're on it. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Maybe, maybe just if some, Liam Neeson just and Clint Eastwood had a bearded motherfucker just grimacing as like a 15-year-old kid just is like, wee, wee, let's go get and those a, And as an armor bearer, <laughs> yeah, exactly. As an armor bearer, I'm imagining he's wearing his armor and also just carrying yeah, Jonathan's yeah, got like 300 pounds of gear while, while, while fucking Jonathan is skipping through the woods. Jonathan, Jonathan's throwing rocks at frogs <laughs> or something. Give me my sword. I'm going to kill some uncircumcised. Well, we'll get to that. So anyway. So, so Jonathan turns to his armor bearer. Again, we, we, we've spent enough time on these two verses. And he's like, all right, we're going to go. He's like, I got the perfect plan. Sure, we have an army of 600 men here with my dad, the king. How about just you and I <laughs> sneak up and attack this fortified position? Yeah. And the armor bearer, you know, being an armor bearer, doesn't really have a say in things. He's like, all right. Well, I mean, Jonathan go. is a binge of mine. I wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of them. That's true. Raped? Look, tell him what I'll no. do to your daughter. Uh, and then, and uh, for no reason, it just mentions that Saul is sitting underneath a pomegranate tree. Not quite sure what the significance of that. Uh, with his pomegranates are with his six hundred dudes. So here's this armor, uh, this army, just with like, hey Saul, what are we up to? And he's like, I'm just gonna sit under this tree for There's some a couple days, here. I guess. Aren't, aren't we currently at war? Yeah, but I mean, come on, big war. It's not the fucking so. destination, you guys. <clears throat> <clears throat> what we what we also know is that uh, among these men with Saul is a dude named Ahija. Something like that. Um, who's wearing an ephod. He is Eli's great-grandson because it says that Ahija's father was Ichabod. And you'll probably remember Ichabod was the guy who was like died as his mother or was born as his mother died. Who was uh, his uh, father died. Abihu's. His mother didn't die. No, his mom died in birth. Did she? Because yeah. she named him. She was. Yeah, I know, but it was like she died right after. Yeah, whatever. Because they all died, and Ichabod was born, and his name means, like, no hope. Right. So this is Ichabod's um, brother, who must have been older than Ichabod because the mom died in childbirth. So Ichabod's brother's son, um, son of Phinehas, son of Eli, right? So this guy, it's crazy to me that this priest lineage is still around. Didn't you get the takeaway that kind of it was cut off? Um, um, I, I thought they that were. Way? I, I mean, I think their line was cursed. <laughs> Which is kind of why I think it's interesting. Like, I, I feel like, so Samuel has already stated, fuck you, Saul. Yeah. And then in Samuel. Well, yeah, always. He's always been pissed yeah. about it. But And now in Samuel 14, he's got uh, from the line of Eli. So it, it just seems to me it's like when, like, the new president won't play ball. So you're just dealing with, like, the excommunicated president. And you're like, don't worry. You're still fine. I'll, I'll work with you. Some people still follow you in their hearts. Well, I mean, so he can't get the real, he can't get Samuel, who's like a, a sign by God. So he gets a hee 
Uh, yeah, hee haw, hee Who's still technically a priest? Life. It's like it's like grabbing the old drunk sheriff. You're like you come out here, and he's like, I haven't fucking. I mean, they they replaced me. There's a new sheriff in town. He's like, no, no, no you're my sheriff. Well, no, there's still priests and priesthood and all that. I just thought it it <clears throat> it left a taste in my mouth that the Eli line was cut off. Not necessarily physically cut off, dead, but like they're. Persona non grata, uh, you know. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't take that. I didn't take that take. I just thought. Well, I just thought. Well, I, I thought some people got godded, but I don't know. Anyway, yeah, um, they don't notice. My, that my, my point is, I think gone. it's interesting that Samuel has essentially a rival priest. You know, it's not a rival. They're all uh, Eli. We'll, we'll get into it later. Let's go in the recap. But uh, all right, but all right. Eli's Anyways. line was cursed. Samuel takes over. And yet now yeah. down the line, the grandson of Eli is like working for Saul, who's Great essentially grandson. opposed to God. The fact that there is a king is kind of like because they don't trust God. And the fact that he's using a priest from the line of priests that was cursed is kind of, to me, maybe significant. Okay, fair enough. Stupid, but whatever. <laughs> all right. Um, so it says that they're all sitting here, the 600 man, the priest, uh, Saul under the tree, and no one notices that Jonathan is missing. Because why would you? Some stupid, he's always running around. Hey, is there only 599 of us? <laughs> yeah. So it says that on each side of the path that Jonathan wants to cross, um, there's a cliff. So there's a Philistine outpost up there, cliff on both sides. And uh, for some reason, it tells us the cliffs are called Bozes and Sinna. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. One of the cliffs stood north towards Micmash, and the other to the south towards Geba. Do, do you think... These sound like words that Bill Cosby would make. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> right? Other than gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. I'm about to go to Micmash! <laughs> I can't do right. it. I shouldn't um, do a Cosby impersonation, should I? Huh. Anyway, uh... <laughs> Cosby and uh, Zimmerman. Buddy cop movie. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... We're going to get over our awesome. dis- differences. Um, anyway, I-, I wonder, are they just telling us, like, okay, it basically says Jonathan goes between two sharp rocks, one facing north, one facing south. Are they just telling it for, like, historical accuracy, or is there some meaning to this that I'm not seeing? I think they're building tension and showing how difficult this would have uh, been. Um, they're making it a feat, yeah. right? So not only is what he's about to do a feat, but him just getting there is treacherous, huh. right? It's it's a, I think it's showing, oh, he's going between... Literally a rock in a hard place. Yeah, I thought about that. Um, That's interesting. So he goes to his... Oh, it says to his young armor bearer. Oh, okay, right. so they're both kids. Okay. Young Liam Neeson. And he's... I didn't catch Young that Liam earlier. Neeson Ooh. just running around Ooh, Belfast with a Neeson. stick trying to... Yeah. I love it. <laughs> just hitting... Dog straight oh, off. That's a that's a that's a reference, but Liam Neeson oh. uh this is an aside. But Liam Neeson was talking about how he had a friend get raped by a black guy, and he was so angry that he was just walking around the streets drunk at night trying to get in fights with any black person. Really? And then was he saying this? This was like this was in an interview, and then he was talking about. It. He's okay. like, and then I realized that you know later now I realized it was all fucked up, and I just I had to bury those. You know, oh. like he was, and people were like, he's fucking canceled. And I was like, well, it's literally a story about how he realized his actions were wrong. They're like, no, get Liam Neeson. On. You know, it's just stupid. But I wouldn't have shared that story if I was. Yeah, I would have like, been like, like I probably. And then would. I remembered that peace and unity and that uh, diversity is beautiful. That's what I said. You know? I just like yeah. And then I was saving all the black people. You know, yeah. And then there was a uh, bus full of nuns, and some of them were multicultural. And, that, and I saved every. I'm imagining it's hard enough being a black person in Belfast anyway. Yeah. Like, geez. And then you got fucking Liam Neeson coming after you. Up. Yeah. yeah. That <laughs> sucks. What a dick. He is canceled. Okay. So, anyways, uh, back on track. 
Jonathan, his armor bearer, they're like, all right, uh, here's the outpost. Let's kill these uncircumcised sons of bitches. He actually says yeah. that. Um, and, and this is what he, he postulates. Perhaps the Lord will act in our behalf. <laughs> so <laughs> as the armor bearer, you're with the, the, you know, the prince. Right. And you're like, okay, he's the prince. I got to do what he says. And then he's like, hey. We're going to attack. There's like an entire shitload of the enemy <laughs> that, up here. We just, Maybe God will help. Yeah. We just mentioned they number as the sands, <laughs> but it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. you and me. Let's go kill him. I'm sure God has our back. It's like it's like jumping out of a fucking plane and be like, don't worry. If there's a God, he'll probably send like an army of birds to catch me. Like, it's a little There's scary. a parachute like, right maybe. there. Nah, bro. I got Jesus. And he nope. just leaps. <laughs> and he says, come on. Maybe God will save us. Uh, nothing can stop us if... if God is helping us, you know. Sure, my God hates my dad, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, something interesting. Uh, uh, fourteen six. Uh, when he's explained this, I thought I thought there was an interesting quote here. He's like, "For nothing restrains the Lord from saving by many or by few." Kind of just basically like, yes, God basically came to save all of Egypt, but he, with the same effort he would use to save our people, I'm sure he would also save just us two fucking nobodies. Yeah, that that's fair. Um, that we're it, we're as important as the multitudes. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I had originally taken that to mean it doesn't um, it doesn't matter how many the enemy are. But yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. It, to me, it seemed like it's people he's saving. Right. So the armor bearer basically says, "Yeah, I'm with you, heart and soul." In fact, uh, I don't know if he's like being facetious here. I can't imagine saying that <laughs> seriously. I mean, he's like, he's like, yeah, let's fucking get him. So Jonathan then lays out the plan. He's like, "All right, we're going to cross over there towards them." And when they, this is the weirdest this idea. Is hot but strats goes, from they, this teenager <laughs> at his even younger, so dumber like, armor bearer. We're going to be climbing up these rocks, and when they see us, they're either going to say, "Hey, stay there. We're going to come down to you." And he says, "If they say that, we'll just stay. But if they say, hey, get up here.'" Then we'll go up there. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. <laughs> That's his point. Brilliant. Hey, let's just go show them. So, I mean, this is a fucking reference, but um, it's like that scene from McGruber where he's like, "What are you gonna do?" He's like, "We're just gonna fucking show ourselves to the terrorists and then see what happens." <laughs> like, great. <laughs> that is exactly what. Great you're fucking doing. plan. Like, oh yes, teenage boy and his even younger guy that carries gear. Like, what's your plan, Jonathan? We're just gonna expose our position, get rid of all <laughs> sense of uh, surprise and uh, secrecy, and just uh, fucking wing it. I guess I don't know. Like, brilliant. I'd follow you to hell. You can't lose. Yeah. <laughs> you can't lose with that strategy. Um, I'm super excited. So, for them. so they do that. They just show up, and uh, I, I think it's funny. So the Philistines see Jonathan and his boy. And they're like, oh, shit. Boys, really. Look, the Hebrews are coming out of the holes where they have hidden, showing a lot of respect. And the men go, hey, hey, come up to us and we will show you something. So Jonathan said to his armor bearer, all right, man, let's, <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's go. They, the Lord has delivered them into the hand of Israel. Listen, if any youth are listening to this, God Don't forbid. Do that. And some big strapping Philistine type men tell you to come up to show you something. Yeah. Don't, don't listen. The last time that happened to me, I got molested. Yeah. He's like, hey, man, I've got something in my van. Let me come show you something. I was like, well, fuck yeah. The Lord has delivered this guy in my hand. And it was the opposite. Uh, you turn to your dad and he's like, go ahead. <laughs> okay. So they go on up there. And Jonathan turns to his uh, armor bearer and says, all right, follow me. The Lord has given them 
into our hands, which is a little cocky. Yeah, yeah, don't point. worry. They're all a little like, premature. like, hey, it's just 15 guys with swords and spears. And he's like, yep, it's all coming together. So what do they do? <laughs> they crawl at them. <laughs> but Jonathan's like, it's, a, uh, it's like, let's go up here. And the armor bearer goes, no, they have the high ground. <laughs> and Jonathan says, so it will be a fair fight. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I really didn't understand this passage. I don't know if it makes more sense to you, but it says then Jonathan and his armor bearer climbed on their hands and knees, and f- and then it just says and they fell before Jonathan, and he came after him. His armor bearer killed him. It, it it's a kind of a broken sentence, but I, I guess it feels like Jonathan crawls at them, and the guys are like, "What's up?" And then the, the armor bearer just stabs him. Kind of a little sneak attack. Yeah. So as Jonathan climbs, it says they fall. And then the the armor bearer stabbing them. I'm picturing like a Mr. Bean situation, or like Ernest. Uh, Ernest goes to camp, goes to camp <laughs> where he's like he's like stumbling through, and they're all swinging at him and missing and falling for whatever <laughs> reason. And then the armor bearer's like okay, and just stabbing the ones on the ground. Like as they're trying to stab him, one of his banana peels falls out of his pouch, and the guy slips, and he's like, it's like fucking yoinks, bitch. Actually, I love this idea that. Uh, Jonathan is Ernest, and his armor bearer is Vern. He's like, hey, Vern, there's another one. Get him. <laughs> He's goddamn uncircumcised. <laughs> so it's because they're off balance. I love um, I think... Yeah. Uh, hey, rest in peace, Jim Varney. Anyway, uh, something, something interesting is like, what is this part of the story? Essentially, to me, it seems like another instance where people are creating these sort of like, um, like I'm going to throw this rock at that tree, and if it hits, then I need to get a divorce. It just seems like this weird sort of trying to divine God's will. Like John basically says, okay, we're just going to go and show themselves, uh, show ourselves to them. If they tell us to like, hey, come over here, then God is going to kill them. He has no, he's just making that shit up. You know, and oh, there's yeah. no mention there's of no, God. He's not a coming upon these kids or whatever. Or, or well, there isn't a second. I mean, not in this instance. Um, you know. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll finish. Absolutely, it. the next verse. The next verse says, uh, "Then panic struck the whole army, so the entire Philistine army, those in the camp and the field, and in the outpost and the raiding parties. The ground shook. It was a panic sent by God. So God sent an earthquake basically yeah. to. Back it, it doesn't. Jonathan. It doesn't say anything about God. It just says there was an earthquake. But I guess fine. We'll, we'll attribute that to God. Well, mine says mine says God did no, it. Mine doesn't. But it no, does say that the first slaughter with Jonathan. So 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 they kill twenty dudes real quick, and then this yeah. panic happens. So good for them. Yeah. Basically, one thing leads to another. Bada bing, bada boom. We got him. Yeah. We got him. Um. So Saul's lookouts. Um. At Gibeah, saw the army melting away. So, like, right, they're they're under duress. They have no weapons, apparently. They're hiding under a pomegranate tree. And they're, you know, keeping an eye out for these Philistines coming in to wipe them out. And then they see all these Philistine soldiers and armies and what have you just sort of running away and drying up. Mm. Um, it's got to be a weird feeling, right? Uh, Yeah. I, w- I mean, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to go over there and kill these guys. And then you look over and they're just all killing each other. And you're like, oh, damn. We keep, yeah, we gotta we, we gotta keep fighting these suicide clans. They're real easy to defeat. <laughs> but Saul Saul's not one to let a situation go to waste. So as soon as he realizes what's going on, he's like, "All right, muster the forces. Let's fucking do this." Um, and then he asks, "Hey, who, who's not here, by the way?" And they're like, "Oh, actually, Jonathan and his armor bearer are missing again." God, <laughs> those two, those, those two, two. <laughs> going off. Where'd somewhere. they get off to? Like, yeah. Him and his arm bear. Some kite runner situation, I assume. But um, oh, I was thinking sex. 
You've obviously never read right? the Kite Runner. Oh, <laughs> oh they fuck? Uh, <clears throat> nice. Uh, Those kids? We'll, we'll come back to it. Um, so anyway, okay. um, so Saul, realizing his son is missing, tells Ahiha, go get the Ark of the Covenant and bring it here. Which, again, it seems kind of weird that he's going to Ahiha when, I mean, isn't Samuel the head of the church now? It doesn't seem like there's anyone officially as the head of the church, but, I mean, God certainly is favoring Sam. Uh, yeah. He, Sam, I, I would say Samuel is the one who is actively talking to God. Right. Uh, Whereas Ahiha is kind of like now, a poor pretender, I, I there's, think. It doesn't really talk about the other priests, because the priesthood still exists, right? There's still a huge, all the Levites are still priests, right? right? Like, they're the priestly clan. Um, they're around. So it's hard to say exactly what the state of the priesthood is. <clears throat> but yeah, Samuel definitely seems to be the head honcho. So, at this point, they're assembled. They're getting ready to go to battle. And Saul sees just pure tumult. And he basically turns to the priest. He's like, hey, you know, we don't, we don't even need you. Uh, it's, it's what I took from that. He says, withdraw your hand. What does that mean? Uh, yeah, that's what mine says, withdraw your hand. It just seems like they hear the chaos that's going on, and he's like, you know what, actually, uh, no fucking time, let's just go see what's up. Um, and yeah. they go to battle. To me, it's just like there wasn't time. I think he's yeah. like, hey, go get the Ark of the Covenant, but the Ark of the Covenant's not there. The Ark of the Covenant's in Kirjath, oh, I see. whatever the fuck was it? Uh, Kirjath Jerem? So they don't have the Ark yeah, of the yeah. Covenant. He's hearing this uh, commotion, and he's like, oh shit, go get the Ark of the Covenant. Because they're not expecting battle right now. But I guess the yeah. noise is so loud and chaos is so... They're like, you know what, fuck, we might actually have to deal with this this second. Uh, don't, don't worry about that shit. Let's just, let's just go ham right now. That's fair. So they go to battle. And they strike the shit out of them, right? Uh, basically, Philistines are killing Philistines. Israelites are killing Philistines. Um, it's a complete rout. And they keep beating them back and pushing forward and beating them back. Uh, going all over the hill country of Ephraim, basically... Philistines on the run, being slaughtered as they retreat. It's a good scene. <laughs> and I like it. Actually. It says, uh, the, just in case you're wondering, 1423. So the Lord saved Israel that day, and the battle shifted to Beth Aven. Even though God hasn't had any fucking interaction this entire... It just seems like he's like well, taking credit. Oh, yeah, the earthquake. Okay. He caused yeah, it. you're right. You're right. And um, the panic, probably. Yeah. Okay. So I, I guess that's, that's a victory for God, despite the fact that... Saul is like persona non grata. The fuck, it doesn't make any sense to me. I know, and I guess it's kind of cool to picture if we we're going to take this literally. You know, the Israelites have fucking like sticks, and you know, I don't know. You can do it with a stick, uh, pitchforks, right? And they're going after these guys, and as they kill them, I'm imagining they're just picking up their swords. I would, right? We're pretty sweet. Yeah. I mean, who fucking knows? We're about to get into it, but I, I think there's some dumb fucking rules when it comes to booty. Oh, this is about to get stupid as fuck. <laughs> so, now it says that the Israelites were in distress that day because Saul, this is stupid. So, this is before the whole war started, the battle, I should say. Before the battle started, Saul, Saul had made an oath and he said, Cursed is anyone who eats before evening time, before I've had a chance to avenge myself on my enemies. So, not only are you about to go into battle... But you want all your troops to be, like, malnourished. Yeah, just like, oh, God, all right, no one fucking eats until I've had my vengeance. Uh, how are you going to get your vengeance if we're all fucking starving? Kill that guy first. You, you, no one fucking questions. We already have no I'm weapons. goddamn king. We have no weapons. With my unarmed, <clears throat> starving population. So stupid. So this is the one thing Saul does that I don't like. 
Other than this, I like him. Okay. I don't know how, how what you came away with, but this was dumb. So he makes this oath. Basically, anyone that fucks up and eats today, you're in trouble. Um, so the whole army goes into the woods. Uh, Jonathan is with them now again. Whole army goes into the woods, and it says there was just honey on the ground, like coming out of the ground, which, come on, is that, this is a little is heavy that what, is that what is that what happened? I thought Jonathan was still... Like fucking on the Philistines. I didn't think they'd like. Is it? Well, he's with them because he's the army's there. Jonathan is apparently with them. Um, I think that maybe he would have reached. Like he didn't go very far to attack this outpost. So I'm imagining as the route starts happening, this the Israelites are a little bit scattered. Right? They're going. They're attacking and shit. It's the chaos of, of battle. But he's still in the general right, the vicinity. The way I interpret it is that Jonathan leaves the camp with his armor bearer, fucks on the Philistines, then is Saul fighting. Makes the Saul. Yeah realizes his son Before. is missing yeah, and then goes to battle and then tells everyone, Hey, until I've had my vengeance, no one eats. I assume that was vengeance for his missing son. Uh, and then as the army enters Philistine territory where John already is, they meet. So John was in the Philistine territory when Saul's like, nobody yeah. fucking eat. That's why he doesn't. I generally that. agree. Yes, he didn't hear it for that reason, so should be exempt, right? You know, yeah, one told him uh, I don't think ignorance is uh, a... Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no excuse for breaking the law. But of course, Jonathan has not heard the uh, the ban on eating. And so In a sticks battle. His, says, yeah, sticks his staff to the ground, because he's hungry. He's been fighting yeah. or doing Winning his armor Winning a war, bear, basically, yeah. So he sticks his staff onto the ground where the honey is just coming out. Thanks, fucking Deus Ex Machina for that. <laughs> yeah, oh, the old ground um, honey, of course. That's how it grows in the wild. <laughs> like, I like the idea of the writer here being like, okay, so uh, Saul said you can't eat. We need some food. I know. Honey comes out of the yeah, ground. Yeah, he just, he just like, finds a puddle okay. of honey, and he's like, yeah, that's food. I'll eat yeah. the shit out of that. This, someone should explain to this dude how bees work. <laughs> so regardless, uh, Jonathan sticks his staff into the honey, which is a good idea. You don't want it on your hands. Right. And he is licking it off his staff. Yuck. And his armor bearer is like winking yeah, at him. Yeah, like, all right. Okay. <laughs> he's like, hey, the old, yeah. the old staff honey, oh, yeah. huh? Slurp, that slurp, trick. slurp, 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 getting off this fucking honey. I wonder if staff actually means armor bearer's pants <laughs> in this context. Uh, <laughs> uh, that. Uh, I, so anyway, the people see him and they're like, hey, hey, Jonathan, what the fuck? Your dad strictly stated no one eats food today. And the people were faint. So he, like, they're, they're just like falling down. They're all like, Jonathan. We're not supposed to eat, buddy. And Jonathan, whose countenance had been brightened by the honey, is like, hey, uh, my dad's fucking dumb as shit. Look, I'm eating this honey, and I feel fucking great, bro. Yep. Licking away at the honey. He's like, guys, come on. How much better would we have fought today if we had eaten? And he's absolutely right, of course. He Um, basically says, how many Philistines would we have killed more if we weren't so fucking hungry? You know? Yeah, yeah. Because you think about it, and this makes perfect sense, What swimming and fighting are the opposite, uh, right? Uh, you don't <laughs> swim on a full stomach. You have to fight on a full stomach. Right. Think about it. Swimming is getting into the water. Fighting is making water come out of people. Huh? Think yeah, about it. They're it. opposites. Yeah. Uh, put it for, uh, <laughs> this, is, this was in the Google's I think we've got book. your doctoral thesis. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so good. So, yeah, obviously, Jonathan's right. Hey. 
why didn't we eat earlier? We could have fucking yeah. He, he basically shits harder. on his dad. What kind of man leads an army with an empty stomach deliberately? Like what? The, what, what? What could you possibly gain from that? Dumb. So the people are like, uh, oh. you can tell that the whole all the soldiers are like, shit. Yeah, that's a fucking shit, great shit, idea. shit. Fucking hungry. So that day. After the Israelites, it struck down the Philistines from Michmash to Ajalon. Those are real places, I promise. It says they were exhausted. And they pounced on the plunder, taking sheep, cattle, calves, butchering the shit out of it on the ground and eating them. And here's where Jonathan kind of fucks up. And it says they uh, ate it with the blood. And someone said to Saul, hey, look, uh, the, the boys are eating blood, which you don't do if you're an Israelite. We, we right. Know. It is a sin to, you must drain blood from the corpse before you eat it. I, I, there, there's more to it, but essentially blood exists yeah, we solely like for Exodus sacrifice. Yeah. So. Yeah. Blood is for, blood is for the blood. <laughs> the blood good. <laughs> uh, so you're not supposed to eat with blood. Uh, but I, I'm trying to figure out what the fucking Bible's t- stance is on that. So Saul makes a rash oath and says, nobody fucking eat. Jonathan breaks Saul's oath, but that's not a rule against God. He just breaks his dad's command. His dad's an idiot. You know? And then yeah. the other people, because they were following Saul's command, then decide that they're going to break the command and eat just fucking animals on the ground and shit. I'm not quite sure what like what the lesson I'm supposed to be learning from this is. Well, I think part of it is that Saul's command was rash and indirectly or directly rather led to the men doing this, right? They were so famished right. that they didn't follow procedure. But shouldn't they have more um, faith and just <laughs> It's like it's like if my mom doesn't let me eat all day right. when I was a right. kid and then finally I got into the Lunchables and I ate the plastic too. That's on her. <laughs> it's like my mom's you know? like, you're grounded no more. You, you're not allowed to have anything to eat. You got to go to bed without your supper. And then I just eat like a fucking dr- eat the I cat. Just eat drywall. <laughs> I'm just eating drywall. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? I'm like, you made me like this. This, this is on you. <laughs> this is I on blame you. you for this. Uh, that's basically so it. So for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Saul's like, God damn it. Literally. Uh, he says, you guys fucked up. Somebody get me a big-ass rock. So they get him a big-ass rock. He's like, all right, now we're going to do it right. Bring your cattle and your sheep. Slaughter them here. We're going to eat it. All right? We're going to do this right. We're going to drain all the blood out of it. Yeah. And um, then Saul, We need to stop sinning. <laughs> and then Saul built the first altar that he ever did. Uh, Lies. <laughs> did he build an altar before? I don't remember. First Samuel 13.9. Let me read it. So he said, bring me the burnt offering and the fellowship offerings. And Saul offered up the burnt offering. <laughs> oh, well, that was an offering, but I don't it's think he, he ever built trouble. an altar before. Yeah. How else did he do it? He uh, fucking burn it up. I, I don't know. I don't think an altar. Whatever. Checkmate. Anyway, uh, I don't know if they're necessarily one of the same. But anyway, so they, they make an offering. There's no real like indication that anyone really gave a shit, but. So Saul's like, all right, fuck it. All right, idiots, bring me your fucking food. I get that you're hungry. Let's sacrifice them. Yeah, and he had a priest with him, so he could have done this legit. Um, Something that's interesting. So uh, 1 Samuel 14, 36. uh, Saul Mm -hmm. said, let us go down after the Philistines by night and plunder them until morning light. Let us not leave a man of them. And the people said, do whatever seems good to you. Then the priest said, let us draw near to God here. 
So Saul asked counsel of God, should I go after the Philistines? Will you deliver them into the hand of Israel? But God did not answer him that day. Um, I, I, I want to bring that into question because we've seen this a lot. And I want to kind of, I, I've been noticing a motif that it seems like there's a couple <laughs> of like different factions at play. You've got the people. You've got Saul, Samuel, Ahiha, God, and Jonathan. And I think they yeah. all represent kind of different things. And I, I think some of them are sort of represented by what they say. But the people keep telling Saul, do whatever seems good to you. We've seen that a bunch of times. Hey, do whatever seems good to you. It's what the armor bearer kind yeah, of said. Yeah, like follow your heart, do what you Jonathan. want, you know, use yeah. your judgment, that kind of thing. And I think with our modern sensibilities, we kind of don't think much of that. Like, yeah, do whatever. Yeah, if it makes sense to you, do it. That seems like a very minor thing to say to someone now. But I think we're supposed to take the inference that that's the opposite of what you're supposed to do. Because uh, when we read Judges, when the people were like, hey, let's go rape this woman, they're like, yeah, I mean, there is no king. Do whatever seems good to you, you know, like, like follow your – to me it means – I could see that. To me it kind of symbolizes – and it's going to come up later. But to me it kind of symbolizes like, hey, uh, yeah, man, I mean, if, if that's what you want to do, like don't worry about what God would do in the situation. Don't worry about what the church is – you know, the, the idea that uh, he's like, hey, let's go fight the Philistines. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, man, if that makes sense, you, you're the king. But really he's supposed to, you know, go to the priest and get a blessing and yeah. burn an altar and decide. And they tell him if he goes to war. And kind of taking that just a little step further is they're in every instance of this, they're saying it to the king. Right. Saying, so it, it's showing this is what happens when you follow a king. You know, specifically, this is this is the wages of, of, of having picked a king over right. God. Is that... You know, you are having to do whatever seems good to him. That's how kings work, <laughs> um, and it's not—it's not the Lord upon high. Yeah. Taking like care we're of okay you. with authoritarian, unquestionable rule if it comes from God. Obviously, you know, it also yeah. kind of seems like flavors of um, the golden calf incident. You know, that essentially okay. Samuel's Where Aaron was like, "Yeah, yeah whatever, man, fuck it, all right, yeah, lead us. Yeah. Let's make a fucking calf." And Aaron's like, "If that's you know, if that let me do what seems good to me. All right." Well, and that was mob rule as opposed to the king, but still. Well, I mean, some, I, I think it's not. It's going to come up later, but I think Saul will make a habit of blaming the people when he for his mistakes. You know, like they're like, like, no, fuck, fuck did you that. do? You know, and awesome. Saul's like, well, fucking uh, the people were asking for it. Do we not like democracy? And Sam was like, no, I fucking hate democracy. Not Piece of shit. Samuel does hate democracy <laughs> and freedom and Second Amendment rights. Um, so Saul says, "All right." Everybody, uh, everybody, gather around. So God doesn't answer him, right? So he uh, he says, "All everybody, all my leaders, come together. We need to figure some shit out." Uh, I know that somebody fucked up. Somebody sinned. I don't care if it's my own damn son, Jonathan. Whoever did this needs to die. To like for the rest of for the sake of the rest of us, right? We got to kill the sinner so that we're not all cursed for their sins. Um, kind of like what would happen with that one dude that they threw rocks at because um, he took some of the gold. I was going to say, it's exactly uh, like um, that scene from Joshua where they went to battle and they didn't know someone had sinned and they didn't yeah. know because they hadn't conferred with God. They just went to Correct. war. They got massacred. And then they come back like, what the fuck happened? How did we all lose? I thought we had God on their side. They're like, someone must have sinned. Let's figure it out. So it kind of seems like God told us that kind of seems like they've kind of learned their lesson. They're like, all right, before we go to war, I noticed God didn't give us a response. Instead of just fighting, we should probably figure out what the fuck's going on. You know, (laughs) let's debug this program before we uh, push it to production, you know? 
That really is what they're doing too. Debugging. It's kind of funny that you say that. It's like let's troubleshoot God. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's let's figure let's, out. Let's let's start running the. Why is our God broken? Let's start running these engine codes and see what comes up. Because uh, or it's like it's like obviously going back to our our recurring metaphor. It's it's like the kid trying to figure out. Okay, how? Why did stepdad do this tonight? Like, what did we? Yeah. Did it, oh, I didn't butter his toast. Yeah, okay. He just comes okay, up, you know what the fuck you did. He just beat the shit. You're like, what did I do? And they're like, all right. Let's, what did I do? Let's go through the camera. Flip, <laughs> flip coins to totally figure it out. I forgot to shut the fridge door again. So here's how things get really stupid. Um, he had just said, all right, whoever did it, we got to punish him. I don't care if it's my own son, which is weird because it is his son. Yeah. But it's weird that like he already kind of honed mm. in on that. Like he sort of knew. And then he says, all right, let's put all the Israelites over there, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone in his army stands on one right. side. And then he goes, and then me and J- Jonathan will stand over here. And then we'll flip coins yeah. and see if it's all of you guys or it's one that of us. Same, so it's weird that he already divided. It's that same kind of weird where they define God's will through lot drawing. It, it, it seems kind of weird that in the Bible, drawing, I believe, thus far, where God actually has a physical presence and you can speak to him and get his word. That yeah. they're still like, okay, who sinned? You can't just ask God. Somehow, even these guys who live in the time, you know, like like in the modern age, they're like, yeah, well, God doesn't speak to us anymore, so we have to feel his presence. But even in the age where they could just ask him, they're like, yeah, we got to feel his presence, you guys. Let's flip a coin, and then... It's a Ouija yeah, board. It's just guesswork, you know? It's, it's obviously some fucking cold reading bullshit. So my Bible mentions, uh, and I don't think yours does, but mine mentions something that they used. Um, called Urim and Thummim. And these were two basically like coins on the breastplate of the Ephod. So like the priest would have these on his on his breastplate. And it's like heads heads or tails, basically. It's kind of right? weird. My concordance so does mention, uh, apparently Saul made use of Urim and Thummim to determine what sin, yeah. I think it's basically the, the, the same idea as flipping a coin. You throw both on the ground or something. I, no one knows, actually, uh, from what I was able to research. But... Somehow they use these two things like you would use flipping a coin or, again, a Ouija board. Or a fucking divining like, rod or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like, let's let God speak through this coin toss. You know, God, you, you roll the die however you want. Right. So, um, sure enough. Uh, my, my Bible uh, makes specific mention that the use of the Urim and Thummim supports the idea that it is the ephod that is making these decisions and not the Ark of the Covenant. So they are, even though they could go to God, they're not. They're essentially going to, I guess, the, the, the priests. priests. Yeah, sounds like some bullshit. Yeah, concordance bullshit. Right. Added yeah. again. Um. So for whatever reason, they go with this thing. They flip the lots. They flip the coin. First, the coin says, "All right, it's Saul and Jonathan." Flips it again, and sure enough, it is. That really Jonathan. saved a lot of time. They would have <laughs> if it landed on Israel. Yeah, they, they're like, they gone. All right, let's all break up the <clears throat> tribes in half. You know. They do a head-to-head. Like, <laughs> All right, you, you stand up and slip the coins until we find out who did this. Head stands over here, his tail stands over there. So regardless, they figure out it's Jonathan. Saul kind of turns to him, obviously, with a look of concern and says, tell me what you have done. And Jonathan's like, I ate some honey. <laughs> now I must die. <laughs> I lo- Why does he say that? Yeah, so now I must die. Yeah, he's like all pumped about it. He's like, yep, I fucking ate honey. Get the fucking stick. Um. So he didn't hear the oath that he had. He wasn't allowed to. It's completely bonkers. And it's not like it's a commandment or anything. He just had some fucking honey. It doesn't make any sense that Jonathan breaking Saul's oath when Saul represents a break from God. Like Saul decidedly does not represent God. 
his actions are the will of the people. So breaking his oaths should not piss off God, you know? That's outside his but jurisdiction. But also, oaths are, impo- oaths are important. Like, remember the guy that had to kill his daughter because of the I oath? Mean, like, dumb. you do have to follow through with oaths. I guess. I don't um, know. Which is stupid. Why Why are these people making... I would never... I would just wouldn't say shit. Yeah, I just wouldn't be making all these fucking life. oaths. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, I swear to so God, I'll dumb. kill my whatever comes out of my house. Why would you do that? What What did you gain yeah. from this? Like, I don't know. I thought, I was, <laughs> I know I thought it'd be lost. funny. But... um. And and the funny thing is, this wasn't even an appeal to God in the first place. It was just an order to make sure his troops were lean, disciplined, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Jonathan's like, "Up, I fucked up, and now I must surely die." And Saul goes, "God, do so, and more also, for you shall surely die, Jonathan." Uh. Again, I, I kind of bring up a, an extra sensitivity to this, but the people said to Saul. Shall Jonathan die, who has accomplished this great deliverance in Israel? Certainly not. As the yeah, he's a hero, yeah, you know. So the people rescued Jonathan, and he did not die. Hell, so yeah. it, 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 I'm not sure what the fucking point is. I thought the people who represent the the evil wickedness of Israel, uh, and Saul, who represents essentially the deluded version of that, you know, the fact that there is a king is because yeah. they don't trust God, and now the people are standing up to Saul. And rescuing Jonathan from God because Jonathan broken an oath of Saul's while doing God's work. I don't really understand whose side I'm supposed to take on this or what the point is. It doesn't make sense. Um, It's also – I get the feeling that Saul kind of let them do this. Oh, no, you guys. Like, oh, you're saving my How'd they get the handcuff keys (laughs) that I I left on the table? Uh, So because the people rescued Jonathan, Saul's like, oh, fuck it. All right. The will be done. And so at this point, uh, Jonathan's saved by the people and says Saul stops pursuing the Philistines and withdrew back to Israel. So now we find out they're back in Israel. We found out after Saul assumed rule over Israel, he fought against their enemies on every side. Uh, I'm going to run through them real quick, and then we're going to do a recap on who these are. So the Moabites, the Ammonites, Edomites, the kings of Zobah. And the Philistines. We know who the Philistines are, right? They're like some Greek, probably seafarers from the West. Um, The Moabites are the children of Lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Moab means from her mother's father. It's like an ancestral. Oh, really? (laughs) We didn't mention that when we talked about them in Genesis, but. I know. I know. I goofed. Uh, The Ammonites are also the children of Lot. And Ammon literally means inbred. Um, Where did they label themselves The Edomites. We're, yeah, the, well, we're the fucking cross-eyed hill people. But like, <laughs> I mean, you could have gone with. I fucked my. You could have gone with anything. Um, so, so there's that's the Ammonites. So Moabites, Ammonites are both from Lot. Uh, the Edomites, who of course are from Esau, um, and then the kings of Zobah, who are new yeah, on I've the never scene. Heard this of is their before. first mentioning. It's basically Syria, so up oh. north, uh, Damascus area. So there's there's the four groups of people. Uh, that he's fighting. He's doing well for himself. Five, he's I kind guess. of like a, um, I'm trying to think of a, uh, some kind of military leader that fought a war on all fronts. I don't know. Maybe a, Osama. I was going to say a young Osama. Hitler. <laughs> oh, good. Interesting. Uh, this is good. Okay. So anyways, um, it also says that uh, that he fought and defeated the Amalekites, who, by the way, like the Edomites, are also the offspring of Esau, uh, Jacob's older brother, 
or twin brother, the bearded man. You remember him. Red in the face. Ruddy Esau. Uh, now let's talk about Saul's family. He has three sons, Jonathan, Ishvi, and Malkishua. Um, he has two daughters, Merab, the older, and Michal, the younger. His wife's name is Ahenoma. She's the daughter of Ahamaz. And the name of co- the commander of Saul's army was Abner. Saul's uncle. Uh, son of, yeah, son of Ner, who was Saul's uncle. So it's actually his cousin, I guess. Yeah, I don't know why. And it's like saying, and by the way, Kish was uh, Saul's dad and his brother was Ner. Like, got it. Yeah, we know. So anyways, for some reason that that, uh, chapter 14 ends with us talking about Saul's family. And it also says that on that day, there was a bitter war with the Philistines. And whenever Saul saw a mightier brave man, he took him and conscripted him, basically. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what we're supposed to take from that. He's like, and by the way, they were fighting with the Philistines. And anytime there was a guy good enough for war, Saul would conscript him. But I mean, isn't that exactly what the church would do in that situation as well? Like, what the fuck? That's called king shit. <laughs> okay. So, uh, slay. Uh, chapter 14. Let's we wrap that one up. On to 15. Yeah. This is this is kind of, again, in that sort of vibe where I'm not quite sure what the fuck the point of Samuel. Samuel is a very confusing, conflicting book. It's hard to kind of figure out what these people's motivations are. They handle things differently all the time. So, suddenly, Samuel's back again with Saul. And says, okay, dude, the Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people. Now, therefore, heed the voice of the words of the Lord. Like, suddenly, like, fucking, he's like, by the way, Saul, I'm back. And remember how I made you king? Well, you owe me, bitch. And it's like, all right. Like, dude, you're really riding this hard, right? Like, you're, God, Samuel. Yeah, calm down. It's like, it's like that dad that abandoned you. And then, like, now you're doing well. And he comes back, like, you know, you fucking owe me. Owe you for what? I fucking jizzed in your mom, and now I need some money. And like, nah. That's actually good. <laughs> you haven't done shit for me, Samuel. You know? <laughs> Indeed. So Samuel tells him, all right, listen, the God. Oh, wait, hold on. I, I want to read two and three verbatim. Oh, okay. I, I feel like. I have insight on them, but go ahead. Okay, all right. I, I want to bring it out because my Bible's concordance goes fucking apeshit over this. And you're going to understand why once I read it. But basically, okay. Samuel shows up to Saul and is like, listen, God made you. He can unmake you. I have a command for you. This is the word of God directing exactly what you need to do right now. First uh, Samuel 15, 2 and 3. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel, how he ambushed him on the way when he came up from Egypt. Now go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and do not spare them. But kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox, sheep, camel, and donkey. So it's essentially, nice. I, I think we've had like areas that were like ambiguous, you know, and you can be like, oh, well, God killed all the firstborn of Egypt. That was kind of fucked up. And everyone's like, well, you know, they, they should have put the moment. But here is a direct commandment from God. Hey, I like kitty murder and I command you to fucking do it. Uh, yes, uh, renowned Hebrew scholar, theologian, um, it, Israelite himself, Martin Buber, famously said, this is no God that I know <laughs> of this passage. Like, is he saying that that's not real or that Samuel's making it up? Or No, he says, I don't get it. He's like, I don't, this is not my God. Uh, like, I don't, he didn't understand it. Uh, he was he was like a mid-century um, uh, scholar. My Bible's concordance. Let's get into that one. Uh I'm just going to read from it. Total annihilation of those defeated in warfare was a common occurrence in this period of history. 
The practice was known as harem, meaning devoted to destruction. Inanimate objects were either destroyed or reserved for the use of the Lord in the temple treasuries. Critics often claim that God never issued such a command to annihilate even women and children, a command obviously at variance with the character of God. The willingness of such critics to sit in judgment upon the Bible is inappropriate in light of our ignorance of the total circumstances surrounding this judgment. Circumstances which circumstances which may well have precipitated the totality of his judgment include the extent of evil and idolatry among the Amalekites, Amalekites, the contamination of surrounding peoples, especially Israel, and the threat of painful loss, if not extermination, at the hand of the Amalekites. So basically, my Bible is saying, like, yeah, you, the idea that God is issuing a command that they go into another city, who they're not even really at war with right now, like, Saul's fighting the Philistines primarily, and Samuel's like, hey, yes, I know you're essentially at total war with Moab, Ammon, Edom, Zobah, and the Philistines, but I have a specific command that you need to go and murder children, infants, suckling children, animals, women, and all the men in this one city that pissed us off 500 years ago. More than that, probably. And let's remember what the pissed offedness was. <clears throat> the Israelites were wandering around. They try to cross into this border. Basically, they start a squabble, right? Because you would get nervous about, remember, millions of, of settlers traveling through your lands. So they come up against the Israelites, and that's the battle, if you remember, where Moses had to keep his arms up through the whole battle right. to beat the Amalekites. And Joshua ended up having to help, which I think, or Aaron and Joshua or someone had to help him keep his arms Aaron up. Aaron was helping um, him so hold up his arm. Joshua was leading the army. Correct. So there is a minor inconvenience. They have to fight him. God helps them win the battle. And then that's it's that. like two verses. Five, yeah. five, six, a thousand years later, whatever this is, five, six hundred, I don't know. Uh, God's like, I'm going to fucking kill this guy still. I didn't forget. <laughs> I've been holding a grudge for 600 so years. so bizarre. The people that did that shit <sighs> have been dead for hundreds of years. The people now yes. probably have no fucking clue what's going on. No. And then all of a sudden of he's like, not. by the way, I want a fucking holocaust. And the, yes, and the point them. of my Bible is like, yeah, people might say, like, uh, this seems odd for my God to do a total massacre against people, but those people can suck a dick. And how dare they? Five dicks. How dare they judge God? How dare they judge this murder machine demanding the murder there's of at children? Least some, there's at least some continuity here. Uh, Exodus 17, 16, uh, or I'll start with 15, 17, 15. Moses built an altar and called it. Uh, the Lord is my banner. He said, because hands were lifted up against the throne of the Lord, the Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. Oh, so it's <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> because the Amalekites. But there's no fucking reason. The, the thing that I find most disturbing about this God in the Bible is his insistence on punishing uh, people centuries and centuries. Infants. Later. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, it's fucking stupid. Yeah, but also, quick thing I noticed, and I tried to Google this and couldn't find anything. The word, like you said, that's used for the total destruction, the censoring, the banning harem, of, of an entire people, harem. Said, yeah. It's a lot like haram, which is kind of a similar. No, it really is a similar meaning and. It might be. Uh, I mean, that would make sense, you know. Similar yeah. area, similar words. Because that's banned things in Islam is haram, mm. and uh, harem literally means ban. So kind of fun. Uh, well, uh, harem. Um, 
Mine calls it devoted to destruction. I don't fucking know. Uh, no, it calls it. It also means ban <laughs> to ban. It's isn't is a synonym. Anyway, yeah. Uh-huh. So like, so you're so devoted to destruction that you're literally canceled. Oh. <laughs> basically, what I mean. Um. So yeah. So Samuel says, "Hey, I need you to uh, go and f- pick a war with a sixth enemy, the Amalekites. Hell yeah, and kill even well. They were kill, mentioned earlier. Raise them to the fucking ground. Yeah." Um, so Saul gets all his boys together. He's like, hell 200, yeah. 200,000 and 10,000. 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 men of Judah. I don't know why they keep referencing Judah, but sure. I know. You know, I know we talked about this and, so and, we go- and we'll come back later, but whatever the fuck happened to Reuben? Are they just destroyed know, by now? I know we've kind of talked about it, but it, it seems weird that Judah has just sort of keeps getting mentioned specifically. Yeah, his ass got turned into corned beef, sauerkraut, some Swiss on Good rye. One. Anyway, so. Thousand Island dressing. Okay. Um, it's, we went from this scene just moments ago of Saul's army being 600 mm-hmm. sh- swordless, sorry, 600 unarmed men. Now he has an army again of a quarter million. Yeah. Why would No he? big deal. Yeah. Ready for battle. Fully Easy. stocked. Um, and then he, it says he went to the city of Malak and set an ambush in the ravine. But I guess nearby were a group of people called the Kenites. Now. The word Kenite wasn't used back in the days of Moses, but these are the people of Moses's father-in-law. Right. We mentioned the Kenites like before. The we have, but they didn't mention it in in Exodus for whatever reason. Uh, I thought I thought they did. I thought because he in the concordance it doesn't it says uh, the, the maybe word I bet I, I, I that I I know we distinctly talked about the Kenites and Moses's brother-in-law, the one that he convinces to join with him. So I. Kenites are in Genesis, and Kenites are in Numbers, but not in Exodus. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's supposed to right. be the same people. Yeah. So th- these are these are related to Moses's father-in-law, who was a cool yeah. dude. Uh, what was his name? Yeah, he was like the first kind of judge, really. Yeah. Was, or he was the guy that set, he was up, the one that the set up the idea of judges. of judges, which are distinct from the judges we meet in the book Judges, but whatever. Uh, what was his name? Jethro. Also- Jethro. <laughs> Jethro. Jethro. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck Jethro yeah, the Jethro. Kenite. Anyway, so- so Saul sees these Kenites and he's like, he's my, <laughs> I want to say. Just right. Sees those Kenites. Like I say, Hey, you guys are cool. Don't go to Amalek tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It's going to get fucked up. It's going to go down. So the Kenites listened and they moved away smartly. Um, good, good plan. Whenever the Israelites are on a warpath, you don't need to be around yeah. there. Um, so it tells us that Saul attacked the Amalekites all the way from Havilah to Shur near the eastern border of Egypt, which explains why the Kenites would have been around, because they were from down yeah. that way, down near Egypt. Um, just fuck shit up completely, uh, except... Here's he where you fuck mistake. up, bro. He, he leaves Agag, their king, alive, as well as the best of the uh, calves and lambs and shit. So he kills everything except for the king and then like the best cow. I think you can imagine. You got to take yeah, the king. I think you can imagine God's fucking pissed. I thought I told you to kill and murder everything. I'm a fucking bloodthirsty maniac and I like my fucking murder. But Saul spares the king and saves all the things that were good. Like all the be- he sees a good sheep, he's like, "Ooh, don't well, I mean don't just fucking murder that and smash it in the ground. Like fucking hold on to that shit, bro." Well, let's be clear with why he does it. He's not taking it for Well, we'll his get own to that. Pleasure. We'll get to that. Okay, but I'm well. I just you're loading the deck. <laughs> but he takes sure. all the good shit. Um, so God finds out and tells Samuel, "Hey, uh, 
This is big. Read this with some fucking I wonder, so God tells Samuel, I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. Is God capable of regret? Is that something I'm missing? Is God, does God make no mistakes? That's the idea is that he's uh, totally blameless and Indivisible. And and knows everything. Everything is perfect. How can you be omniscient and also have regret? I think that's impossible. God's like, I fucked up. I fucked up. Who could have foreseen this? That's logically impossible. Uh, Oopsies, says God. This is the... I, I didn't really see anything in my concordance about this either. I'm sure there was something. But how how does that a thing? That God you just know? he's like, Yep, I fucked up, Samuel. He just he's just drunk at the bar. Samuel Even I, I guess Hey Samuel <laughs> I fucked up. I don't know what I'm doing. Here, this is my concordance. <sighs> Repentance is attributed in scripture to him, God, when bad men give him God, cause to alter his God course. <laughs> and method of procedure, and to treat them as if he did, air quotes, repent of kindness shown. So basically it's like, he's just too God, nice. God's too, yeah, nice. too nice. He sh- he feels, but God just regrets that he let Saul be king. But he, he didn't mess up, but he, it's just, it's stumbling all over itself. This is <laughs> it's, like, it's like when you rescue a pit bull, and then it mauls a kid. You're like, I regret rescuing that pit bull. Obviously you were in the right. That gnarling pit bull. That's any, yeah. I'm not yeah. victim. I'm not victim blaming myself. I just myself. regret that he did the thing I knew he was gonna do. <laughs> that, that, that he's, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't. I don't regret bringing a lion into my home. I just regret that it ate that baby. That's regrettable. I. I obviously don't take blame for it. It's just a regrettable thing that could have happened. Yeah. You know? This is one of my favorite scenes because after God says that he regrets, it says Samuel was angry and he cried out to the Lord all that night. So here's what I picture. <laughs> I don't know how he talks to God. I'm assuming there's like a fire and some mystic right. shit going on. Right. So he's out at his like altar. You know, he's doing a sacrifice so that he can talk to God. God's like, so I may have goofed up, Sam. <laughs> and I'm picturing Samuel like nodding his head, like grimacing a grin out. And then he like walks back to his hut and closes the door. And then you just start hearing him. <laughs> He just I had to pissed. go to early retirement for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so Samuel is Samuel is super angry at God, um, understandably, because God's the one that told him to anoint a king, and God told him that it should be Saul. So Samuel did everything he was supposed to, as much as we hate Sam. Yeah. Um, and then Saul, has he really fucked up? I, well, we'll get, yeah. So Samuel <laughs> wakes up early in the morning and just like, I'm going to go fucking talk to Saul. He's about to get it. And uh, as he gets to Carmel, um, he uh, indeed he finds that Saul had set up a monument for himself. Uh, and then it says he has gone on around, passed by, and gone down to Gigal. Don't know what the fuck that means. I don't. Does that does that make more sense? The end of twelve. No, but it says not that he found that out. It's, it specifically says someone told him, "Oh, Saul went down to Carmel and he made a monument in his own honor." Which is weird because that's the only ever mention of this. That Samuel's um, telling it feels people like it that was Saul added. made a monument to himself. Yeah, which it's not I even objectively like, stated. Again, it says Samuel says Saul went to Carmel yeah. and set up a monument. Uh, I don't know. M- maybe he did. Correct. Maybe he didn't. Who fucking knows? I don't think he did. I think this is fucking propaganda. Yeah, I heard you fucking CIA. <laughs> I, I heard you posted some propaganda about how you have the biggest dick in town. He's like, that's not even my handwriting. Who? <laughs> You signed this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
this is definitely the CIA killing Kennedy all over again. Um, well, before, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, so Samuel Kennedy. goes to Saul, and Saul sees Samuel. He's like, hey, blessed are you of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of God. Like, he's like, like Saul's pumped to see Samuel. Like, hey, bro, we just fucked up the Amalekites. guys. Remember when you asked me to kill all those women and children? We did it, bro. High five. Yeah, finger, finger, finger guns. guns. <laughs> <laughs> and then what does Samuel say? In this moment of, of Saul's... Uh, he's so proud of himself. He did everything he was supposed to in his head, I believe, yeah. right? That he did everything right. And Samuel says, why the fuck do I hear livestock? <laughs> why do I hear what living animals? Is that? <laughs> like, and he could just see he's living. And Saul's like, yeah, dude, I'm like, he's like, there was some really good shit there. We got to sacrifice this to God to thank yeah, him. bro. Fucking, I saw some good oxen. I saw some good sheep. I'm going to sacrifice that for God. Chest bump, bro. And Samuel says, Shut the fuck up. I will <laughs> <laughs> He does. <laughs> I will tell you what the Lord said to me last night. And Saul's like, okay. I, I, okay. Yeah, what's up, yeah, bro? What's up? What's up? God loves me too, right? God doesn't regret so, me. God, I'm not his biggest mistake. <laughs> so Samuel said, When you were little in your own eyes, were you not the head of the tribes of Israel? And did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel? Now the Lord sent you on a mission and said, go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of God? And and Saul, of course, is like, bitch, I did. <laughs> like, I killed babies. I killed babies for you. I, t- I tore the unborn fetuses from the womb. Of, I share and tated those bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, he share tated the shit out of everyone. Yeah. I killed children. He's like, picture this. Picture this. God sends you to wipe out a city. Okay? Right. This is why I love Saul. Fuck. Okay? <laughs> right? God says, go wipe out the city. Kill everyone. You get to the city. You're literally taking two-year-old children and slamming them against the wall. Right? right. You're fucking butchering i'd be like uncle rico I'm like you see that mountain back and throw a baby over that fucking mountain <laughs> i mean literally this is the worst scene this is the fucking Bible. holocaust shit i don't know i guess they do this all yeah the time, yeah it's but part for the, the point now. is they haven't really done this since joshua though joshua is the last one i think that fucked I think a city they up implied like i think it's unique because they imply previously like hey go kill everything man woman and child that's about as deep as they yeah. go this is the first time they're like infants and suckling children. Like, I specifically want to tell you, Saul, I want, if it fucking breathes, I want it dead. You know? But that happened before. That happened with like. Well, it was implied. And, they and definitely I, had many remember, instances where they killed the kids. I just don't think it was ever like, by the way, suckling children. It was never this fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he does it. He has this blood, infant blood, children's blood. Uh, men, women that disabled, right? His, his people, boots are slicky with baby skull beat. Yeah. Just everything. Killing the animals, killing kitties. <laughs> all right. Killing puppies, right. kicking dogs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit everyone. I just want to hit everyone's <laughs> cry, cry bone. Probably so killed someone's bearded lizard. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, fuck people that own reptiles. I hate them. So. He's killed everything, and but then he sees there's some really thick ass cows in the stable, and he's like, "We could, in fact, we will kill them. They're gonna die, right? right? Absolutely, we're going to kill this cow. Let's just do it over there as a sacrifice to God because He's yeah. awesome. 
Why I fucking love we? God, man. Yeah. It'd be like it'd be like if like some guy's like, okay, I want you to rob the bank and then to teach those fucking capitalists a lesson, I want you to throw all the money into the river. And you're like, okay, but what if I spend fifty cents on a cold ice cold coke for you when I get back? No, like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, okay, I fuck see. Asshole. I thought you were gonna say on himself. He's no, like, he's going. No, he's like, he's like, like I thought you'd like an RC cola. He's like, I'm gonna fucking curse you for to death and everyone you love. So this that's the situation. Now that we've really laid that out. This is what God and Samuel were pissed about, is that Saul is an awesome king, right? He's super devoted to God. He's following the rules almost to a T, and where he errs is on trying to be even better, right? He's trying to do the best he can for God. Like, Saul had so many ways he could react to this shit. Like, Samuel fucking run him at a fucking huff. Like, Samuel, you don't have the fucking balls to kill kids, but you send me... And then yeah, this little Poindexter and ass you're not even bitch. fucking happy. So Saul's like yelling back, and I'm like, "What the fuck, man? I went and killed all those people. I captured their fucking king. I destroyed women, children, suckling babies. But the uh, but the people took the plunder, sheep and oxen, the best of the things, to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. We are taking it to the house of God to sacrifice for him. And Samuel basically like, this is interesting. Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as he delights in being obeyed? <laughs> to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination, and arrogance like the evil of idolatry, because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He has rejected you as king. Bullshit. Yeah, fuck. Um, it's bullshit. It's a technicality. This is kind of an interesting thing. I feel like this is only coming to play... Because there is a king, you know. There's now there's someone who can yes. actually challenge the authority of God. So Samuel's like, yeah, I mean, having sacrifices is cool, but what he'd rather you do is know your fucking place. Um, my Bible uh, tries to go ham on this, but basically the concordance is stating that this is essentially analogous to like, hey, you can give all you want to the church. You can you can devote this. You can do whatever you want, but if you do not obey the church, fuck you. So it, it's kind of a dig on like rich people who are like, yes, I give millions of dollars to fight gay marriage, but I also have sex with a black woman, and they're like, no, 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 bro. I don't care how much money you're given. You're, you're you're going to hell. My concordance actually says that Saul was probably lying and wanted to keep all this stuff for himself. <laughs> But that's obviously not true. Like, that's a, that's a fucking it's it's a hit job on his character yeah, it, because they need it to be. That. I mean, because they need it to be that because they know that God is unjust. If that's yeah, not they what know, it is. they know that God is being unreasonable. So they're trying to retcon Saul's fucking motivations. Yeah, Saul's a good. Saul's boy. like, yeah, I just right. I'm trying to sacrifice to God. What do you want? Well, you didn't do it exactly the way I asked. So get fucked. Like, do they do they really think that Saul, the fucking king of all their people, gives a shit about getting a couple cows? Like, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Like, he's not trying to S- take Saul, spoils. who's fighting wars yeah. on all fronts and taking spoils every Killing day of the week, for you. gets a specific yeah. request from God. But because he didn't follow it to the letter, he's like, nope, sorry, you're not king anymore. It just seems like Samuel was setting Saul up to fail. This makes me mad at people that are apologists. I'm like, an, I'm, I'm actually, I'm literally shaking but, uh, right now. But d- again, my concordance: rich symbols degenerate into empty and often superstitious ritual, 
when the practice <laughs> oh whoa oh we we don't like superstitious ritual when it's not our superstitious ritual when the practitioners neither obey god nor seek to hear his voice saul claimed that he acted in a noble manner to preserve the best of the amalekite flocks for sacrifice samuel however viewed the act as rebellion because saul violated the command of god samuel has always god and samuel are He's pieces always- of shit I mean, God is God is because he came back on his decision and admitted he was wrong. Samuel is because, let's face it, this this book was actually written by the priests, mm-hmm. right? Um, this is them showing how important they are. They always hated the idea of a king, pe- someone between them and the people, uh, protecting the people from them even. So this whole time, Samuel has been a little, uh, you know, malcontent piece of shit. And now this is his chance. He's got him. Right. He's like, I got you. I caught you on this one little fucking thing. It's so gross. And obviously, Saul is going to be character and, and who he is is going to change a little bit coming up soon. But for now, it just, it's so. It's, a, it's obviously so a soft coup because Samuel's sick yeah. of having his authority stripped. To, to me, it's like, to me, it's like, um, imagine the people are like this hot chick. And Samuel's like this nice guy who's constantly like, oh, hey, guys, I'm over here. And then Saul's this beefy Chad who's just fucking her. And he's just like, yeah, he's like, I just I want her to be done with him. So she'll finally settle back for safe, uh, safe, nice guy, Sam. You know, (laughs) meanwhile, Sam has like a bunch of dead cats. (laughs) He doesn't bathe, you know, (laughs) he just keeps going to Smash Bros tournaments. He doesn't even play. He just watches. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking loser. That's. Well, let's not put it. That's a lot. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it just seems like Samuel's just fucking butthurt that he's like, what does she see in him? I would sweep I anyway. would sweep her floor every day of the week. And that's not even a fucking euphemism. I just mean I would clean her house. <laughs> <laughs> so Saul says to Samuel after this harsh rebuke that was like basically poetry, he says, look, all right, I sinned. I violated the Lord's command. You're right. This guy's humble. Right. He says, I was afraid of the men, and so I gave in to them, which is new to us. Fine. He says, now I beg you, forgive my sin, come back with me, I want to worship God. Right? He's repentant. Yeah, I mean, Saul basically is like, you know what, you're right, I fucked up, let me let me make this right, come with me, I'm sure we can sacrifice or get forgiveness, like, l- let's make this right. And Samuel's basically like, no, fuck you. <laughs> yep, you're not Oh, you thought anymore. we were friends? He says, Never. We were never friends. I finally have a reason to hold something against you, and I'm going to take out decades of <laughs> on you right now. Uh, Saul. So Samuel goes to leave. Uh, oh, yeah. So Samuel goes to leave, and Saul's like begging. He's grabbing him. This king who is uh, on his knees begging Samuel for forgiveness uh, tears his robe like he's just like clawing at Samuel. Like, please, please forgive me. And it's kind of funny because it. Yeah, he's grabbing it, it says, it, clutching at Samuel's, uh, the hem of his robe, and it tears. And Samuel, being a fucking preacher, and how they got to make a goddamn metaphor out of everything, he turns and he goes, you see? You see the tear? The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you. <laughs> Just like that. Like, it's this stupid little, okay, did you have to, like, do you we like got to do this? Shit? <laughs> oh, well, God's tearing you up. Tearing you a new asshole. Um he says, the Lord has torn Israel from you and has given it to one of your neighbors, to one who is better than you. Hint, hint, wink, wink. We're going to find out who that is soon. 
He who is the glory of Israel does not lie or change his mind. Oops, oh, yes, yeah. he did. Interesting. Uh, for he is not a human. He's never being, repented everything. <laughs> It's like it's it's like didn't, he's like right didn't you come to me chapter. saying that uh, I've made a huge mistake and he's like I don't remember ever admitting to a mistake. Uh, so Saul says, "All right, I send, but please honor me before the elders of my people and before Israel. Come back with me. I want to worship God. Come on, come on, man." Which didn't God have this big old thing like if you uh, forsake me, I will forsake you. But if you repent and come back to your Lord God, I will. I'm a God of mercy and grace, and will take you back forever. Yeah, but that was like a oh long yeah, that time was a couple. Ago, yeah, right? that was a couple. <laughs> unlike unlike the Amalekites who just sinned against God and deserve <laughs> yeah, he's the like punishment. he's like God's like I've made a huge <laughs> mistake. <laughs> So finally, Samuel gives in. He's like, all right, I'll go with you to worship God. For some reason, Samuel gives in. I don't know. Um, and Samuel's like, all right, bring me that king that you captured. Oh, I, I, I was thinking it was like, Samuel's like, okay, fine. I will, f- Saul, we will make this right. To me, it's like when you find out like um, you, your girlfriend's been cheating on you and she's like, take me back, take me back. And he's like, all right, but the guy that you slept with. you And I'm like, let me watch. You have watch. to bring him here. Oh. like like, a a, a gag was not supposed to be spared he's alive still so samuel's like all right fine saul i'll fucking let this slide we will go back and worship god but you go get me a gag bring him to me so a gag comes to him cautiously and is like hey man i mean well yeah essentially i'm I'm it's one line he says surely the bitterness of death is past essentially like hey man you you wiped out my entire kingdom I've got well, nothing. In my Bible, it says Agag thought that. He didn't say oh, it. Oh, mine says Agag said surely the bitter. Whatever. Whatever difference it makes. The point is that Agag's thought is, hey, man. He's like, we're done with this, right? Yeah. You you our wiped out our children. <laughs> you killed all our animals. I am a king in name only of no people. Surely there's no reason to kill me now. Like, I, I have nothing. I am no threat to you. I can't do shit. I'm just yeah. a fucking guy. Surely, I just saw your soldier spit roasting a yeah, five year old. Surely, surely, <laughs> like like palace. I fucked on you guys five hundred years ago. Some other long, long, long distant descendant of mine fucked on you. I, I was just enjoying a a, a a a a meal, and then you came in and murdered all the children. Surely, surely, we're good now, right, bro? We're square. And then Samuel says the most ironic thing in the Bible yet. Samuel says, "As your sword has made women childless." So will your mother be childless among women? Okay, first off, his mother's already dead because you <laughs> yeah. killed him. So Samuel and all those women were already childless because your men killed them. <laughs> yeah. Samuel, you fucking and asshole. Samuel hacked a gag in pieces before the Lord in giggle. It is fucking ridiculous that Samuel, who told Saul, "Hey, I want you to murder all the children," then has the fucking balls, the fucking chutzpah, to be like a gag. <laughs> you're the kind of person that murders kids, and I can't abide that. <laughs> <laughs> and hacked him to death. Samuel, you're a piece and of there's, shit. There's no record. There's no, there's no record of a gag. Yeah, he just was. Kids, a, there's just no reference of any of it, you know. Uh, but uh, like Sam was like, well, got to fucking do it. So he hacks a gag to fucking pieces. Doesn't just kill him. Yeah. Does it, That's actually just cool. butchers the dude uh, before God because God loves that shit. And then Hell Samuel yeah. and Saul part ways. And Samuel no more went to see Saul until the day of his death. Yet Samuel still mourned for Saul and the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. Well, yeah, like it said, uh, God doesn't change his mind because he's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
great. Uh, I mean, they really sandwiched that right in there for us yeah, to make fun of. It. That's they, not they, on they, us. They, I didn't they have to teed look that for that. Shit up. Any idiot <laughs> yeah. reading this bullshit would be like, huh, God, God kind of doesn't know what the fuck he's up to. Oh, this doesn't make any fucking um, sense. 1535. Um, a man's spiritual posture is often reflected in his attitudes. Samuel withdrew from Saul's presence because God had no more to say to Saul. That Samuel's withdrawal was not due to a lack of love or absence of concern for Israel's monarch is reflected by Samuel's mourning for Saul. It's kind of like, I guess it's kind of like saying like, you know, if you have a friend who is not in the church, then you have every duty to remove yourself from them. But you can still love them, even though you've cast them out of the, you know, the, the, the your LDS cult. The, yeah, the congregation. Oh, brother. What a fucking wild-ass ride that was. That's huh? as far as we'll get in this episode. Yeah, I mean, that's we've 14 been, and 15. We've been talking a while. Two chapters today. One very, very long one. Yeah. Um, covered a lot of story there. Ah, <sighs> boy. What the fuck is Saul's... I mean, I guess you say Saul gets worse, but... I haven't read ahead, but well, yeah, he becomes kind of the—he really becomes the right. villain. Um, but it seems—I think it you, seems like he's being made to be. I mean, I really, I really oh, yeah. don't agree with Samuel. No, obviously not. Um, this is this would be like so, so. Let's go ahead. We know who the next king is, right? David, the the most famous, probably character, the biggest Israelite of all time. Um, so. Saul is being set up to be kind of the arch nemesis, right? The the villain of that day of the David story. Mm-hmm. This though is so bizarre because it's like if Alf in Batman, the reason the Joker was so evil was because Alfred Pennyworth used to bully the shit out of him. <laughs> and it's like, well, it makes him, it makes Batman not that yeah, great, you know? Like, you know? <laughs> it's like it, your mentor and like yeah, I used to buddy, the Joker made now the he, Joker. <laughs> now yeah. he's kind of mean, like oh. Yes, I gotta kick the shit up. I like the idea of King Saul being the Joker. <laughs> I'm the Joker, the Joker baby. <laughs> our favorite, our favorite thing ever. Of course. Um, uh, yeah, that's. I don't know. I, I um, I, I didn't read it, but I was in uh, Publix the other day, and there was a National Geographic that was like um, the Kings of the Bible. Join us, and I was like, well, I'm not paying for that. I, you know, I got my own podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I already know about that shit. It just, it, it just seems kind of funny that they're like, meet all the monarchs, the, the most important Israelites that that led Israel, and oh, the, the kings of the Bible. And I was like, I don't know, man. The kings Ugh. I'm seeing that far kind of suck. And it, and it seems kind of funny that, I don't know if it's going to change at all, but it definitely seems like God doesn't like the idea of kings. He kind of off and on. But then again, Samuel yeah. waffles back and forth on the opinion either. So who fucking knows? It feels like there's three stories at play here. And every chapter is coming from a different point of view. Suddenly God hates kings and he fucking hates Saul and he regrets ever doing it, even though. And he's not going to hate. He's not going to hate kings for long. Like David is fucking the man, Hmm. right? Like he's going to be the coolest guy since Joseph. (laughs) Well, David is also a bit of a fuck boy as well. But that's a lot of spoilers. I don't fucking know shit about I don't don't, don't know shit about David, except for I once saw my grandma made me watch this like she had this like. A VHS box set of like Bible stories, and one of them was the story of Hell David yeah. and Goliath, I guess. But been a minute. See, yeah, I got it. <laughs> it was kind of funny because like uh, I was talking to Missy about it, and um, she was like, "Oh, David. Well, he was he's like king, and like Saul's like king, and then there's this other guy who's like also like a king, and then there's King Saul." And I was like, "What the fuck is all? I have no idea who any of these people are or how you can have like multiple kings." So I really. 
I haven't read ahead. I don't really understand the story thus far. I'll be eager to get into it and kind of see how this is supposed to make sense. Not that I'm expecting much fucking sense. No, but we are going to meet David in the next episode, in episode 64. That's going to be exciting. When we pick back up in 1 Samuel. Right. How fun. Uh, any, um, any other thoughts? I feel like we covered. This was pretty. I thorough guess let, 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 let's hit a couple tangents. of the keynotes. Um, essentially, do we think that sacrifice is better than obedience? Seems like not. No. Doesn't make sense. I don't. I don't think that. They, obvi- obviously, they're. I mean, sacrifice to God is obedience in a way. Like you wouldn't just fucking burn that meat up on your own accord, would you? Right. Like it's a, it's an act of right. obedience. So to 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 act like they're too diametrically opposed, whatever, is stupid. I, I think know. this the is fact. one of those things where uh, I don't know. My parents are not particularly religious, but they got fucking butt hurt when I was saying that I would like not raise my kids in the church or with any concept of God. And Missy got in anger at the same thing. I was like, well, just like you yeah, yeah. Uh, I turned out great, <laughs> but. Uh, it, it was this thing where I was like, well, what's even the ultimate? I always felt that the ultimate message of the Bible in any way I ever dealt with it was of obedience. And that it never seemed like anyone was ever particularly interested with like the quote unquote lessons. But it's all about you do sure. what the church tells you. You have these rules that are given to you. The, the, the key statement above all else is shut the fuck up and do what you're told. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's like an evolutionary imperative if we want to get right. into that. Like there's a reason that we developed religion. <laughs> Um, that's about a whole other lesson. Benjamin to get I, loose. I don't know <laughs> enough about. Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I just maybe it's a modern take on things, but I just don't see the glorification of just being obedient. Or and I, I feel like the Bible, especially these chapters, really dabs on it. It keeps referencing it again and again. But hey, man, do whatever looks good to you, and it always backfires on them. You know. Like, yeah, that's fair. That it's that's that's what they were setting up. That's their you know, sermon. Like, is about. like they're like John. What the fuck? How are you eating? Saul said no eating. He's like, bro, look at me. I feel fucking great. And they're like, oh, all right. Well, uh, I've never yeah. been better. I haven't eaten yeah. from this honey. <laughs> they're like, fuck. I guess we should eat. You know that I'm using. Yeah, I'm gonna I, eat some I have the commandments given to me by God on one hand, and then on the other hand, I have logic, reason, and science. Hmm. <laughs> Mmm, honey is tasty. You know, like <laughs> it is funny though how it kind of went off the rails. Where it goes from, it goes from uh, Jonathan eating some honey off the ground, which is innocent, right? To like then suddenly all the soldiers just eating blood, <laughs> like just... wantonly. It's like it's like if uh you know they're like, oh Jonathan, are you holding hands with that girl? The pastor said that we we shouldn't do that until we're married. And then the other guy's like, well fuck it, and they're like all oh, looking. <laughs> <laughs> John's like, guys, obviously holding hands with a girl isn't hurting anybody. They're like, that's a fair point. It's a victimless crime. And just, it's going the dark web. But, <laughs> like, it kinda, it's like, no, that, that actually yeah, is bad. You don't yeah, need guys, to fucking, You can't, you eat, you about? can't yeah. eat blood. And they're like, Jonathan, are you having a beer? That's sinful. He's like, one beer isn't going to kill me. And he's like, all right. And then he just goes, he What's just a gets a fucking eight, eight DUIs. You're like, well, that's... <laughs> Obviously, that wasn't the fucking. That's point. what it is Man, a problem. Fucking idiots. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. I also kind of. I'm, yeah. I'm not quite sure. So let, let's let, let's go back to those uh, sort of point of views that I was mentioning. We have Saul, John, yeah. Ahiha, Samuel. 
<laughs> and the people. That's five five, five entities, I guess. Uh, let's okay. let's kind of summarize them. Like, what's Saul's sort of message? Like, uh, what's his like? Yeah, what's his? What, what, like, yeah, what's he, what, what does he, he represent? Yeah, he's just what does he represent? I mean, obviously, he. I think just secular rule, right? Like, uh, he is an extension of mob mentality into kind of creating their own mm-hmm. god, right? Their own um, golden calf kind of situation the, again. Yeah, he's like a golden calf that's you can't drink. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you yeah. could actually, but we won't get into that. Um, yeah, that's my take on Saul. And at least then, I think it, it, it's the same. The same battle has been going on back and forth. He's he's a, a weird form of idolatry. Right. It seems kind of weird. It seems like Saul definitely is trying to be a good boy, and Samuel's just being a fucking asshole to him. I don't really. No, that's uh, definitely true. Um, I feel like a hee-haw sort of represents sort of – I'm not quite sure what his deal is. I, 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 I stand by, I haven't read it, that I think he's sort of like a bootleg priest. I get that he is a priest. Yeah. But his line is cursed. I don't think – like A false yeah, prophet, sort you know, of. And I, I think you kind of see that Samuel is off in the distance, abandoned Saul, and is talking to God. Yeah. And Saul is kind of doing his own thing, but because he doesn't have the actual blessing of the church, he's got to resort to a hee-haw flipping coins. Be like, yeah, that's all right. Get your fucking magic eight ball and tell me what God wants. He's like, yeah, I kind of know what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I feel like the people are still... It seems like anytime anyone... They they are what they've always been. pieces of shit. Yeah. Or just human beings. They're like... And it's funny because uh, this got me thinking. They're basically sheep, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And at this point, they don't really, you know, the, the the priests are like shepherds to them, right? They're they're keeping them in line and shit. And eventually, you get into this whole thing where Jesus really makes that goes dives in deep on that comparison, right. where humans are sheep and he's the good shepherd that will go after even one and loves them. <laughs> Whereas the, in the old days, it's like the shepherds are going to hit you with a fucking stick and like they're going to let some wolves get you every now and then. Just I, teach I, your I don't want. So. I don't like sheep getting loose. I, if, if, if a couple of them have to be decapitated. Either. To teach a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then they let a Scotsman into the pen. <laughs> Why are we moving to Wales? <laughs> Teaching fucking people there. a lesson. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that's, I don't know. And then, of course, Samuel is is the uh, the only person that sees what things the way God does. Mm-hmm. He's the the God on earth I almost, right? That he's, he's the will of God enacted. In, I can't in, believe there's two of these fucking books, Samuel. What the fuck could it possibly be? Oof. Well, I mean, they're not even really about Samuel. He's like the observer. I guess. I guess he probably if they probably think he wrote it. I, I guess. would have to guess. Uh, I like that Samuel just chopped up a dude to pieces. I like how vision. You know. That was badass. That's why don't preachers yeah, do yeah. that? How shit dare anymore? you kill women and children? <laughs> like, I imagine a gag's like the fuck. <laughs> He's like, I you don't. We're pretty roasted peaceful. a baby twenty minutes ago. <laughs> Saddam Hussein's like, I can't let these Kurds get away with their fucking attacks. <laughs> I wonder. They, these Kurds bought Coca-Cola. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, All right, know. let's wrap it up. Let's do. Oof. Well, that is, uh, what was that, 14 and 15? First Samuel, uh, 14, 14 and 15. 15. Hell yeah. We'll pick up on 16 next week. Fellas. Gals, whatever you are out there, if you don't already, follow us on Twitter at Revelations. If you want to send us an email, no one ever has. You could be, you could pop our email cherry. Uh, that's going to be a Revelations Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. Um, what do you got for the people? Um, 
if you see Zimmerman in the street, you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're going to jail.